0: You're listening to Lego Masters Deconstructed. Welcome back to Lego Masters Deconstructed, Australia's only Lego Masters podcast, as far as we know. Zoe, we've just hit episode four, and it was not only another elimination, but also two challenges in one.
1: Yes, this was a big episode, and I will preface this by saying we thought last episode was sad. And then this episode happened, and I didn't think I could be more heartbroken by this show, but here we are. Oh,
0: back-to-back heartbreak on this show. This episode was gut-wrenching.
1: Let's talk about the challenges. So there were two challenges that they did. The first one was kind of like a mini challenge, where they could win an advantage for the second challenge, which was an elimination.
0: The mini challenge was kind of interesting because it was a purely technical challenge, which I don't remember seeing at any point on LEGO Masters, this season or last season, where the only criteria is technical. They simply just had to build a structure as high as they possibly could in a very small amount of time.
1: Yeah, they only had two hours. They didn't have any stools. They could only use the classic bricks. Uh, Obviously, Jay and Stani had an advantage here, being like the tallest people in the room by a long way. (laughs) But I thought it was pretty fun. Like I said last episode kind of reminded me of my childhood like just being a kid and building the biggest thing you could a question i had about this challenge was why did they need hard hats i think
0: because there was like a legitimate fear of lego falling on someone's head Right. There was at one point i even noticed that a camera person almost got hit by lego like it seemed to fall straight at them so i wonder if they were thinking oh we're building above people high there is a chance that if someone's walking past just right as a tower happens to fall down at the wrong angle i, I do think there was a fear of some lego head knocks there
1: yeah that's a very fair point i just spent like half the episode being like why why were they wearing hard hats but makes perfect sense let's talk about the teams there sort of wasn't the normal focus like we have for each challenge on which team is building what and their strategy it was kind of just like a bit of everyone.
0: It was more of just kind of a free for all of who's the highest now? Now who's the highest?
1: We've said in previous episodes that Jay and Stani seem to have this strategy of build something big, but kind of bland. And I think that this was like a perfect opportunity for them To just run with that.
0: I think it wouldn't be unfair to say that their win, spoiler alert, they won, was very expected. Definitely deserved, but I don't think anyone was necessarily super surprised by that happening.
1: Yeah, it was um, a pretty high intensity challenge. Like At one point, Tim and Danny were well above the others, and then Andrew and Damien kind of overtook them. So it was definitely fun to watch. Um, And the advantage, of course, was that they got an extra hour in their second build which is definitely an advantage worth playing for. The only other thing that I kind of had to note about this challenge was that when Jay and Sturney won, they said that the challenge was close to their hearts.
0: <laughs> Did they? I didn't even notice that. I don't
1: understand.
0: That's so great. The idea of them being like, a tall thing. Oh, thank you, Hamish. Thank you, Rickman. That's exactly what I wanted. (laughs) I thought there were also some interesting techniques in the building, most notably Andrew and Damien who built their whole tower side on and then Mm -hmm. raised it up and so the studs were facing to the side instead of facing down on their tower, which I thought was super interesting both because maybe it was a stronger way of building potentially, but I also wondered if it meant it was easier to actually build the tower and then lift it up instead of having to constantly lift sections on top and on top and on top. They could sort of build it all flat on the ground and then slowly tilt it all upwards.
1: Yeah, they had kind of like a tall and skinny structure, whereas everyone else's was like a lot wider kind of like square base method.
0: One unfortunate thing that we did start seeing throughout the height challenge was Summer seemed to start feeling unwell. And while she did push through for this challenge and keep building, it didn't seem to get better from there as we saw in the second challenge.
1: All righty, let's jump into the second challenge, which is the elimination. This was insane. They had one piece of Technic Lego hanging above their workstation on a piece of string and they had to build off that.
0: I thought this challenge was so creative and and so unique and inspired builds that were well, unlike anything we'd ever seen before.
1: Yeah, I loved this. It was insanely challenging. It was yeah. really different, like you said, to anything else we'd seen, even in season one. Um, and it was just so cool to see how everyone worked it out. I don't even know where I would start with that.
0: And the increased difficulty of the build as well, because the piece that you're building off of is constantly swaying around and spinning and turning, it must have been a nightmare.
1: Yeah, and having to build from the inside out and really having to forward think and plan how you're going to do it. Um, I thought everyone did an amazing job, considering those are the circumstances as well. And we had some Really cool builds come out of this, and everyone kind of took it from a really different angle. Let's talk about Jane Stani's build. They did the floating biosphere in space. They obviously had the air advantage from the previous challenge. This was really cool and intense
0: oh i thought this was amazing and i thought it was cool in so many different ways like they had this amazing shape to the ground the dome itself looked well like one of those things that looked simple visually but i imagine was really difficult to actually build out of lego and all the details they had in their city were also just like there were just details upon details it was all details
1: yeah it was insane I did really love when Hamish told Brickman that <laughs> Jane Stoney didn't mind if their build wasn't level, and Brickman, like he lost it. I I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Pure shock.
0: I actually do see what Jane Stoney mm-hmm. was saying—that it would look like it's kind of hanging in space as if it had been you know torn out of a planet i did really like what they were saying but you know if Brickman says it needs to be level they did the right thing by listening to him
1: yeah definitely
0: they had also set themselves up well because they could just sort of change the shape of the ground at the bottom to be more weighted or less weighted to help it level out so luckily it wasn't too difficult to to make sure it was level either
1: let's talk about Jen and Jody. They built the dragon on a cloud that had kind of taken this prince prisoner, and the princess was coming to save him. This was really creative from them, yeah, I
0: wish we got to see more of it when mm-hmm. they when they first described it. It definitely sounded cool, but I was a little bit worried that they wouldn't be able to pull it off to the highest end that they were hoping. But they definitely knocked it out of the park. I was so impressed. The dragon looks amazing. The cloud looked really cool. Uh, Hamish and Brickman touched on the NPU of having ice cream cones as little fluffy cloud bits all scattered all around it. Mm -hmm. I I was stunned. It was great.
1: Yeah, I really loved it. And I thought it was a great way to attack the brief. Like that's something that, kind of is in the air and is floating and it's meant to look like that. So I thought that was a great execution from them. It's
0: just unfortunate that we didn't get to see more of it on the show, but I'm hoping in future weeks they show us a bit more of Jen and Jody's builds because they've like been in the background doing quietly amazing work and we just haven't seen it emphasised yet, so fingers crossed.
1: Let's move on to Jackson and Alex. They had like a 50s UFO kind of lifting up a barn from the ground. This was really cool, but also very, very difficult to execute from them.
0: Our friends, the Loose Boys from Perth. I'm going to just be honest. This is far and away my favorite, and I think there's a lot of bias because just that like aesthetic of a of a rural UFO is is something I find like classic and really cool. But I loved mm-hmm. everything about what they did. I even loved the fact that the. UFO didn't match the barn, which is, I know, a problem that Brickman had. He said it would have been nice if they were sort of all the same style, and I totally get that. But I thought it just really emphasized the fact that this UFO was from, a, you know, it was from outer space. It was from somewhere completely different. So, of course, it looks different to to the barn. I, I thought it was amazing.
1: Yeah, and they had so much detail in that, like the cornfields, and they had roots coming out of it, and then they had the cow, like Brickman asked for it. It was really, really cool. Obviously, they struggled to make the UFO like a proper circle because Lego <laughs> yeah. doesn't, doesn't really build in a circle that easily. But I liked that they set themselves the challenge and they, I mean, it looked pretty circular at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, it did. And maybe in person, it, it looked slightly less circular than it did on TV. But that was when Brickman was looking at it going, mm, it's not quite circular, is it? I was a bit like, what? what more do you want, Brickman? It looks (laughs) quite circular. (laughs) He did make a point, though, that there is a fairly specific 50s UFO aesthetic that they hadn't sort of quite built to. So I guess that's the point he was making.
1: Mm. Let's talk about Andrew and Damien. They built their pirate ship thing. This was really big, and I actually kind of got a little bit lost in it at times because there was so much happening.
0: Again, this is another build that's right at my alley. Flying things, blimpy-shaped things. I'm so into every part of it. I thought it was amazing, but I do think even they themselves were taken aback at how big it ended up being.
1: I mean, Brickman did hand out the ultimate compliment, which was, if this was a Lego set, I would buy it.
0: That's a pretty big call.
1: That's a big
0: compliment. To be fair, I probably would as well. So don't know where I'd put it. It wouldn't fit anywhere.
1: <laughs> they did obviously have a lot of issues with the weight. And, you know, it was very bottom heavy and was actually, like, straining the Lego at points. But, I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job at covering that up. Yeah,
0: like, if you definitely looked closely, and they did some close-ups of the parts of the model where the Lego bricks were, you know, bending and stressing. And so, if you look closer, you could see it. But if you're just looking at it as a model, all you see is a blimp hanging in space. It was so big that it was... Actually sitting on their table as they were building it, which is probably a good thing. It probably made it easier to work on, to be honest. <laughs> but yet yeah, they were obviously worried that there was going to break, whether it was the string that was going to break or the Lego that was going to break. But luckily, it was all good. And it does make me wonder. Obviously, they have to you know, take the time for the camera crew to come in to like film all the nice shots of it. You know, they always have like a little mm-hmm. like slow motion. Do do do. I wonder how long it was hanging there, and if they were nervous about it falling oh, wow. down halfway through all of that or if maybe once they determined that was fine they sort of secretly propped it up a little bit just to make sure that wouldn't happen because imagine that imagine if the camera crew was just filming all like halfway through the judging like Brickman's doing the judging and it just like fell off that would be oh that'd it's be so sad.
1: smash oh i really hope that doesn't happen to anyone let's talk about tim and danny they built the angler fish um i really really loved this from them it looked really cool but it was such a shame that they ended up putting up an incomplete build.
0: Yeah, I think this is probably the most impressive thing that we've seen from them so far. The fish did look really good. The aesthetic and the colour scheme of it was great and the way that it was chasing the Mm -hmm. little submarine was great. I do want to point out though that Tim and Danny, they might end up being LEGO Masters, but I think they've already achieved the title of being Snark Masters. (laughs) They, They both had great lines back and forth at each other as the stress of the building got to them. So so I think so far on the show, they win the prize for the most snark.
1: <laughs> I think um, most couples watching them were feeling like, yep, I know what you're going through. I can relate to that.
0: <laughs> the only point I would want to make is at the end, it seemed like Tim was upset that Danny tested the fin too early, which seems back to front. It seems like he should have wanted her to test it early enough to fix it. But he's like, I told you, you shouldn't have tested till the end. And I was like, oh, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, But you know what? I imagine after 10 hours of building, everyone's stressed out. You just want things to work. And when they don't, it's going to be disappointing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that fin fell off with 20 seconds to go. Like that, would you would just be so frustrated.
0: Yeah, of course. And it
1: probably didn't help. The brick man was being like, such a teacher towards (laughs) them and telling them off for not for not testing earlier like you'd always just want to be like yes I know (laughs) all right let's move on to Trent and Josh they built the bird cage with the cats coming off it this kind of just got bigger and bigger as they went it was meant to be one cat and one bird and it ended up two cats and three birds and It was a lot.
0: (laughs) Big call. This is a big call. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they got their win not off the strength of necessarily their build, but more off the strength of their recovery from disaster. Because halfway through, you could tell Brickman was worried. He wasn't really a fan of anything they'd done, as far as we could tell. And then they seemed to recover from it, and they said, no, we're going to do more cats and more birds and this, that, and the other. And Brickman then liked it. And so I feel like he was just more impressed by their ability to to band together in a time of adversity Mm -hmm. and come out on top. I feel like the build itself maybe didn't reflect that as much.
1: Yeah, I completely get that. Because at the start, I mean, Brickman said to them, I made a life-size cat once and it took me eight hours.
0: Some more great Brickman time estimation.
1: Great sass. (laughs) I mean, he was pretty much saying straight up, like, this is a dumb idea. And then when they started making the cage, he kind of came back and, was kind of telling them off again like you're making a square cage what are you doing so yeah it did kind of seem like he had almost lost hope for them and then when they had this great build at the end he was just impressed that they even did that
0: and it seems like maybe he has big hopes for their future so we'll see what they can get up to in future weeks
1: let's move on to our last team Summer and Iona (sighs) This was a really hard episode for them.
0: So in the first challenge, Summer was mentioning that she was feeling a bit unwell. She said she was overheating and generally feeling not great, but she pushed through. But then unfortunately, halfway through this challenge, she was feeling too unwell to continue, and Iona finished the build incredibly impressively, completely on her own.
1: I will say I really liked their idea from the start. I thought the piñata was such a good idea. All their builds seem to be really logical, working with what they've got. So I loved that. It was super colorful. I was obviously really upset when Summer left and then never came back. Um, I thought Iona did a really great job at just pushing on. And I mean, obviously compared to some of the other builds, yeah, it wasn't as big scale and didn't have like mechanical features and stuff, but I still was impressed by it. And I thought it was great. I thought it was really good when everyone was coming together to help and building little lolly pieces for them and helping helping her get uh, bricks from the brick pit. So it was really beautiful to watch, but also very sad.
0: Obviously, we're glad that Summer was able to prioritize her health because, you know, that's the most important thing. And she seems to be feeling okay now a few months later. So that's also great. But it was amazing to see the way everyone came together. Even Hamish jumped in for a bit and sort of helped to hold some parts. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, Stani was helping and Jackson and Alex were building the little lollies. Uh, it, was, it was so sad but also so lovely.
1: It really showed me how wholesome this show is. I know we say that every episode but it was a whole new level this week.
0: Absolutely agreed. And it's definitely incredibly sad to see them go, and i kind of wish brickman had chose someone else but i i don't really know who he could have chosen
1: yeah i mean it it made the most sense for them to go but i still don't like it
0: <laughs> uh, not one bit um i don't know if this show can get sadder like last episode i was already heartbroken and then they came along this episode and it got worse and it's still a great show but it's just so sad yeah you're listening to lego masters Deconstructed.
1: So, we've seen a preview of tomorrow night's episode, and it looks sick. It's like a make and shake kind of situation. They have to build a tower, and it has to survive like this shaking plate. I don't really know what to expect, but it looks
0: really cool it actually brings up a memory i have of when i was a kid our parents took us to like a little lego thing they had on i can't remember what it was i was very young but they had kind of a small version of that shaking plate in their play area and you could build like a house and there was like turn the plate on and see if your house would survive an earthquake and that's just one of those random memories that stuck with me from when i was like four years old and so to see it now like a big scale with professionals doing it oh it's very exciting
1: yeah it's very cool
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Lego Masters Deconstructed. Make sure you follow the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts. For more episodes, we'll have one out for every episode of the TV show. And some bonus ones. Make sure you go back and listen to our interview with Annie from Annie and Runa last week. She was an absolute delight to talk to.
1: Yeah, it was so lovely having Annie on and we had such a great chat with her. Definitely go check it out.
0: And as always, if you have any thoughts or comments or agree or disagree with us, definitely send us a message on Instagram. I'm at ParenteSwagKing. Zoe, what's yours?
1: I'm at Zoe Peck underscore.
0: Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next episode.
1: Bye.